What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified host, Steve Lucky Luciano. If you like the Hard Luck Show, hit the like button and subscribe, you guys. You can always catch us on YouTube or hardluck.com, hardluckshow.com, Mondays and Thursdays. Sitting across from me is my co-host, my partner. Is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, and well-paid lawyer man. Well-paid. And the other well-paid guy yeah, right not here, so old well-paid. Blue Eyes. Sean Lewis, <laughs> certified audio professional engineer yeah. for the Hard Luck Show. Yeah. I had to let him say it. I know. Right. Oh, yeah. oh. The not-so-well-paid producer. Though. <laughs> right. My man. <laughs> And we got <laughs> we got Big Pick Mike, and we've got King Salmon in the house. Angling. Yeah, these guys are, are they're, they're devoted. Salmon came through. Salmon's been coming through. Last week. Yep. Yes, he did. He made it happen. Right. Thank you, Salmon, again. Mike, Mike, uh, Mike, and Mike's always there to back it up. Die hard. Yeah. That's right. Um, you guys, listen, as people know, um, you know, I'm a brand manager over at Cookies SF. Um, I'm also a director of sales over at Vibes Drops and Vibes on the West Coast. And uh, through my work, you know, I've met a lot of cool people. I work with a lot of cool people. And, man, maybe maybe about two years ago or so, I was introduced to my friend and guest who's, who's coming on this evening. Um, and uh, he's awesome dude bro and since we've met and started working together we've begun to work closely together uh on vibes even on some cookie stuff um helping us break brands out here in la he's been in the game for a while knowledgeable dude a real grind grind time guy let's welcome my buddy jose to the show jose thank you you. welcome jose to the show much appreciated you guys i appreciate the invitation yeah you were here Last week, by the way, you guys, last week, we were having some technical difficulties early on, right as we started up. Right. Good thing Salmon figured that out. Um, yeah. So we got some shows up. But the first show up was, was Jose, and we couldn't get the cameras working and shit. And then I was like, please, man, I need you to come back on next week. And we got him here today. Right? right. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's definitely nice to be back. Definitely nice to yeah, be back. Yeah, man. We got right. you over here, brother. I'm I'm uh I've been telling, you know, I've talked to Chumahan a few times about you, uh, you know, just kind of going over, you know, uh what we do together, you know. As I said, Jose's kind of been in this game um for a while. Jose, tell us a little bit. Where are you from? Where did you come from? How'd you pop up and how'd you get how'd you end up over here with us? Man, so 
short story. I started off in uh, San Fernando Valley, a city called Reseda. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out Reseda in California, mm-hmm. 818. Yeah. yeah. From then on, started off at a Prop 215 store. As soon as it went legal, I became one of the first legalized bud tenders. Where was basically, that? It's uh, over at Westside Caregivers, over mm-hmm. in uh, Van Nuys. Yeah, we're basically pretty known for, uh, I want to say, $15 eighths of shatter, $15 eighths of flour. It's interesting. Well, well, let me just stop for a second. What's interesting, right, when you say that, What first off, what year are you talking about? Oh, I want to say maybe 2000, I mean, it went legal 2018, maybe 2016, 2017. Okay. Fucking, I know Burner's story starts kind of the same way. He was working for... One of the medical, you know, places, you know, mm-hmm. before it, it turned into recreation, right? Correct, correct. So that's where you were at. What was the name of the place again? Westside Caregivers. Westside Caregivers. Yeah, shout, shout out to them. Sadly, I don't believe they made it into the legal side. They mm-hmm. did have a whole uh, collaboration with Two Chains. We had uh, the gas company mm-hmm. with Two Chains. And then from then on, uh, leaving them, I ended up over in another store called uh, RDC now called The Syndicate. Mm-hmm. With them, I did more of a manufacturer distribution side on the back end. Mm-hmm. From then on, I popped over to a legal site called uh, Project Cannabis, the weed. Yeah, so that was a very big staple shop over in the valley. Is that right? They were known to have the top fire flower, um, $60 ace out the door, but it was like the prime flower. Was it good? Man, two bowls of that, you were done for. Yeah, nowadays you can kind of smoke a little bit more with the flowers. Everything's a little bit more tastier, mm-hmm. fruitier. Uh, back then it was just straight kick, just bam, the weed, the nose, everything on it was just insane. After that, I popped over to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where I really started doing a lot more networking, a lot more connections. Mm-hmm. It went from, man, it, the shop was called The Plug. Is was, that right? The yeah. Plug. That's a great plug. name. I like right. that. Yeah, it was actually... Um, couple friends over from uk came over here they did a little pop-up man it was it was honestly really nice we had 50 percent off everything in the store so our our store was packed most of the time so you start really getting working the retail and 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 uh, of these dispensaries yeah, yeah most of them tend to be retail uh the only one that i had on the backside was more of like the syndicate i was doing more of like say packaging flour, weighing out the flour, uh, wrapping them up, you know, getting labels and all that. Mm-hmm. So seeing more of like the actual, I want to say the business side of it, mm-hmm. rather than just retail talking to but um, talking to people about buds, you know, terpenes and all that. And then um, the crazy thing is, once I left the plug, I actually started over at the artistry, mm-hmm. which was right across the street. They were actually one of our rivals. The artistry. I hear about the artistry. Yeah, they definitely popped up right around COVID. They they have a whole um, con- conception of a dispensary, art gallery, as well as a lounge right on the second floor. Consumption? Yep. So you're uh-huh. able to basically buy your flower, go right up top, and then you can, you're can you able to smoke, you're able to vape, you're able to rent their products to smoke out of. Definitely a really cool vibe. I've noticed that there seems to be <clears throat> in a lot of these places where they're they're doing they're selling the bud or the cannabis or whatever that they're in conjunction trying to figure out a way to allow people to be on premises and consume it. It's a big thing right now because I mean we were just talking about it the other day that 
it doesn't seem like anybody's really, really been able to figure out that consumption lounge yet. What? Because you've got people where like you can only do certain things. Like by law? By law. Right. So right. like you can't really sell them anything in the consumption lounge. Like there's no I guess there's they've had a hard time trying to monetize the square footage of a consumption lounge or that space. Does that make sense? It makes Into total the business. sense. Right. Well, I mean, I think part of it is, right, it's the low, it's it's the area. Like, where is it going to be at, right? Correct. Correct. That's actually a number one thing. It has to be uh, zone restricted and all. Mm -hmm. It has to actually pass certain actual, um, I want to say, requirements in order for it to qualify for it to be a cafe or lounge as well as a dispensary. The other one is also in um, West Hollywood. It's called The Woods. Mm -hmm. They also have something very similar as well. Yeah, but it's definitely very hard. I believe one of the first ones was Lowell Cafe to have that whole hype. Oh, hey, it's a restaurant. You can smoke at, rent all the products. But they did have, I believe it was a herpes outbreak, which kind of shut them down a bit. Damn. Well, that'll do oh, that. Man, uh, that's was, not good. Yeah, yeah they... Apparently, from you know, from Kose's, it was I had a little uh, herpes outbreak. <laughs> Put yeah. the kai by her or anything like that here. Oh man, yeah, guys was... came out of there with sores on their lips. It was uh, <laughs> yeah, people not basically good. people were, weren't cleaning the products right, uh, as articles were saying. So people were just, hey, let me you know smoke out of this. All right, cool. Put it back. That's you know from uh, from what what's on was said, but who knows, man? You know. You could have caught herpes some other way. <laughs> I mean, I've know, heard right? people get herpes without weed involved. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it is involved, but not like that. See, so, the, I will say the crazy thing is before <laughs> all this uh, legalization, there was uh, an event called Secret Sesh. Mm -hmm. People used to do that all the time. Just, hey, yo, you used to just get a little alcohol wipe, clean the top, yeah. and you're good to go. I never really heard anybody getting herpes at that, and I'm talking about these things. These events used to be packed. Right. Maybe but about, they were cleaning products, though. Give or take some of them. Some people are just lazy, like, screw it, let me just take a dab right after this person. Or let me smoke mm -hmm. a bowl right after this person. Others were like, hey, well, hold up, let me clean this for you. Bam, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. The downside of that, though, was you did taste the alcohol mm -hmm. right around your lips, but you knew it was clean. You know, it wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, let me rip it right after this dude. And Imagine I don't trying know to explain that to your girlfriend. <laughs> man. Wake up with a big old lip and she's like, where were you? I was smoking <laughs> weed. Oh, man. I swear. What happened with the artistry? Oh, man. So with the artistry, that's actually when my journey began with, like, a, I want to say with Green Lane, mm -hmm. Cookie slash Vibes. So from the artistry, I had a friend that was actually manager over at the Higher Standard Store over in Malibu, California. Mm -hmm. He reached Dope out to store. me. Right in the, in the, in, in the Malibu Mart. What was the design? What was the, what was the design like in terms of the store? But I'm going to be honest, the store was pretty small. It was a little bit wider than this. Not necessarily longer, per se. It was just a little bit wider. The only thing is, being that Green Lane was a very big distribution company, they were trying to showcase everything they had in the store. Uh -huh. Sadly, it was a little too small, so it looked crowded at times. Overcrowded. Yeah, overcrowded. Yeah, beautiful products, though. Beautiful products. You had stuff from... Man, I believe they sold a $6,000 iPhone. It was a collaboration with some artist. I mean, just to sell a $6,000 iPhone off the bat, that's insane. Yeah, and, I mean. And they sold. Right. They sold. They, well, that was, was, they knew their clientele. They did. They definitely did. We had a cool thing about them. We had home interior design artist Jonathan Adler pieces. No very shit. cool, very modern stuff. Very. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, and they were doing all sorts of Keith Herring collaborations. Oh, right. Yeah. And like, 
You're just dope, dude. If you were a smoker and you were walked into the store, you'd find something you want. Man, it was definitely nice. It was definitely. They had one down in. They had one in New York too, in Chelsea. Correct. That in one, the Chelsea market. That, that one's actually the one that's still open. It is the mother one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is beautiful yeah. there. Yeah, yeah but a lot happened with Greenland, huh? Yeah, a lot did happen with Greenland. So, um, essentially, what happened? I joined the higher standard team under Greenland. I eventually became manager of the store. From then on. Being that I was manager, I was like, hey, how can I get more people to actually notice the store? Just because we weren't displayed as a smoke shop on the outside window. It was more like, oh, hey, this is cool interior pieces. Oh, hey, what's that What's that wooden ashtray? And that was the Bob Marley ashtray. So we get people on just because it was a bit more of like, hey, what's that? Oh, hey, this looks cool. Mm-hmm. As soon as they walked in, it was two reactions, either op- eyes lit and they're like, oh, yeah, I want nothing to do with this. Right. Or they're like, oh, hey, oh, I know what that is. Hey, right, that's right, a bong. Right. Oh, this is cool. And then, right, you know, right. and then we start off with the conversation. We start going somewhere, and then, bam, they end up buying two, three products and makes them happy. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, I never knew you guys were here. What, is, what does it take to manage a store like that or, you know, just maybe generically speaking right but it you know a marijuana or a cannabis store one that's trying to serve a certain clientele like what are some of the things you're looking at how do you do that so with that one is definitely your location wherever your location is depends on your clientele so for example in west hollywood it was a lot tourist when i was running the artistry it was a lot more of a i would say oh, hey, people like the fact that it's art. Hey, it's a very hipster vibe. It's very nice. You pop in, you see all the art. You're like, hey, oh, that's cool. All right, cool. Let me buy a joint just so I can smoke as I'm going to the hotel, to the bar. Uh, In Malibu, though, it's quite different. You didn't really get, I want to say, hipster people. It was more vacation people, like people that popped in. They were like, hey, I'm just trying to relax, enjoy. You know, obviously in Malibu, people have money. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people also like to be discreet in Malibu, rather as over here in West Hollywood, they're like, hey, you know, I'm I'm smoking here down the street, man, I'm going. And a hamburger Mary's. You know? And, um, yeah, exactly right down the street from there. Right down the street from there. Uh, Over in Malibu, it's more like, hey, I want to smoke. I just want to, you know, vaporize. I don't want you to know I smoke. I don't want to smell it. You know, stuff like that. Interesting. So at that, a crazy thing is you would see people walking around with vaporizers all day and... I mean, I wouldn't know what that is, you know, just because I work in the industry. Right. Other people wouldn't. Other people would just be like, oh, man, hey, they have a water bottle. For example, Puffco has this water bottle bong. It's basically a regular water bottle, but on top it has a bowl piece that you can actually add flour <laughs> and use it as a bong. Right. Exactly. So when I would see those, I'm like, hey, I have those. I'm uh-huh. selling those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, hey, yo, I like your water yeah, yeah. bottle. And they'll the just laugh at me. Yeah. But yeah. then other people are like, hey, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, that's because that's a bong. And I was like, look, I got something something similar. And then I would show them the whole piece, the full getup. They're like, how do you guys have these things? I'm like, hey, people just like to be discreet sometimes. Right? Yeah. You know? I was talking with Enzo and a yeah. friend of our son who's in the business, and he was telling me something about, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how he broke it down, but he was talking about how, like, uh, vapes and smell-proof bags and all these different things to conceal. 
is a real big part of like the cannabis business. That makes total sense to it me. It does to me yeah. as well. You know, people really, a lot of people don't want people knowing they're smoking. They want to keep, you know, or they travel or whatever, but there's a lot Correct. to like the, you know, smokeless ashtray, the smell-proof bags, the vape pens. Like there's, there's a lot to be undercover with. Right. And it's a big part of that business is that type of technology and type of stuff. Let me ask them, how old are you? 27. So, I, you know, Coming, you know, coming from a, a, a from a brown background, family line, how, like, because it seems like you've been in this for a while since you were young. Nah. What do you? What do you? What is like? What's the background of like your family like? And like, are they in cannabis? Or oh, are they like, oh whoo, man, what do you like? What, give us a rundown, oh, bro. All right. So what happened was, during my high school age, I actually got arrested for selling weed. Oh, it was you? yeah. It was about fourteen, fifteen years old. It was apparently a random search. It was only two brown people. I mean, only two brown people, man. You, I'm talking about we were in chemistry. <laughs> the only two brown people you can think of. You're like, oh man, hey, let me choose you and you. Oh, it was random, and, huh? Yeah, it was yeah. random, man. Apparently, yeah. and I was like, random profile. Yep. And then you know, it, the other dude happened to be my homie. As soon as they said that, bam, he left, and I was like. Dang, yo, I was like, man. And then I had the cops right next to me, so I couldn't even leave. Next thing you know, they're like, hey, yo, you smell like weed. Come, let's walk over here. Soon as I'm walking to the dean's office, they're like, hey, you know what? You know, just tell us, like, where'd you get your weed from? Like, you know, this, this, and that. That's how they do. And I was like, hey, I, I didn't get my weed from school. You know, I don't get my weed from school. I had four different eights in my backpack. They took out the four eights on the table. They had a little photo shoot. They're like, man. That was like the GEA, man. Yeah. It, was like the oh, GEA. That, you know, it was like a big score for them. And yeah. I was like, man, you know, that's crazy. And like the whole detention room smelled like weed. And everyone's just like, oh, like, dang, you got caught. You got caught. And I was just like, shit. So then they come up to me and then they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to call your parents to come pick you up. If not, we're going to take you downtown. I was like, all right, cool. You know, like, shit, it is what it is. Right. They call my pops, bam, no answer. They call my mom, no answer. They're like, all right, cool, you know what, we're going to try again in a couple minutes. They called my pops, he he answered on the last ring. Ah. I was like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> they, they told him the story, and I can hear it over the phone. What? Yeah, you can. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you wait, can. What did your dad do for a living? And, oh. where, and what, what's his backstory? Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. Man, my dad's a landscaper. My parents <laughs> are very old school, very, you know, very yeah. traditional Hispanic <sighs> people. Very like, hey, they see weed as, yeah, you know, like, yeah. man, we don't want you to do that at all. Right. It was, it was a little different just because we do have weed and alcohol. You know, sure. That does help out with like pains and aches and all that, but it's never like, oh hey, go outside, go smoke. You know? Yeah. You know, they, that was never kind of a. <laughs> they didn't break their back so you could get arrested at school with four eights. Man, for selling weed, man. <laughs> right. Just to buy more weed. Right. 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 So then, uh, as soon as they an uh, he answers, all I hear is what, <laughs> bam, and I knew, he and they're like, all right, yeah, you know, he'll go, he'll come pick me up. They waited about 45 minutes, close to an hour, and they're like, you know what? If your dad doesn't come, we're just going to let you go. Oh, I was so happy. School was about to be over. I remember it hit hitting three. <laughs> I was I was in, like, detention, whatever they call it, detention, a little lockup with them for about two <laughs> hours. Oh, yeah. Man, at 3.04, school was let out. My pops came in, knocking at, like, 3.01, <laughs> yo. So then not only did I actually get arrested with my pops, you know, 
tripping at school. I actually had a walkout with my pops oh. and the cops, yo. No. So it was like a whole thing. Oh. And, like, and not only like, I mean, I'm going to be honest, it was like half the school that just saw me walking with the two cops next to me, next to me and my pops, you know, going through the front. Oh, Biggest then, thing that ever happened at high school for a long time. Bad, yo. And like, I, you, you know how you get silent treatment from people? Yeah. Like, hey, yo, like. My pops was always like, you know, with, you know, with the force and all that. But this time, like, he hit me with the silent treatment. He was just disappointed. I was just like. Right. Oh, you knew yeah, something. Like, yeah, I, I knew I completely fucked up, man. Yeah. I was like, dang, yo, like, I got busted. <laughs> yeah. So from then on, you know, my cousins were going to school at the same time. So, you know, word got around that I got arrested for school and I wasn't at school for about three days. So then the family finds out that I got arrested. As soon as that happens, I became the black sheep. Right. Oh, hey, every time I'm not at a family function, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, he's over there smoking weed. He's over there doing <laughs> hey, he's doing drugs. He's, doing... Like, hey, he's into the drugs, that guy. Bro. He he's into lying. the reef for that one. If oh, there's anything the families love, it's one guy that really fucked yeah, up yeah, so oh, they can yeah, talk yeah, all yeah. day all about it. it. Man, all of it. Yo. I told his mom. He should blah, 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 yeah. blah. Oh, everyone becomes a whole, you know. Yeah, like counselor, teacher, drug counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, he should, you should have done this. I was like, shit, man. I'm like, nine times out of ten, I was probably smoking with my homies but yeah every time i wasn't there oh where's where's your son at oh he's smoking huh you know right, so right like, right so because of that Mariguano. Like, yeah exactly yeah. and then uh yeah from then on they were very hard-headed very like oh we're not gonna you know have you smoking weed they were trying to give me the whole boot camp situation <laughs> yeah well then um i want to say around maybe 2014 actually about 2015 2016 uh my grandfather actually um he actually uh, passed away through cancer. Okay. Uh, he had um he had colon cancer. Mm. And uh, the thing is, right before he actually passed away, I gave him a little bit of something called Rick Simpson oil, RSO, or full spectrum oil, as they call it now. Mm-hmm. It's basically a syringe with black matter, which is, which you get from cooking weed with alcohol. And essentially what it is, you're extracting everything that the weed has. So you're pulling every single cannabinoid, every single terpene. You cook out all the alcohol. You don't overcook it so you don't overburn the terpenes and all that. And then you You don't have to cook the alcohol out. Yeah, yeah. Just so you can get uh, the alcohol taste out. Mm -hmm. Then you actually eat it. You put the size of a grain of rice either onto some bread, onto some food, or you can just put it directly onto your, uh, under your tongue. Mm -hmm. What it does, it actually helps kill cancerous cells. The only thing is, being that it's not FDA approved, you can not say it's like a cure. Right, of course. But, you know, there are tests that show that marijuana has helped people, you know, through cancerous phases and all. But once I actually gave him this piece in the sandwich, he used to walk around every day, smoke a cigarette. Uh, he went from doing that every single day to actually having to use a walker. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, you're like, he doesn't have the energy, you know. After this sandwich, the following day, 7 in the morning, you hear someone cleaning the truck. So my job for my dad was I had to wake up in the morning, clean his truck so he can get his tools, everything to be ready. Every morning? Every morning. And then my grandpa actually beat me to it. And I was mm. like, what's that? Mm. Yo, I go outside, no shirt, just shorts. And I'm like, I see him right on top, cleaning, brooming. And I'm like, hey, like, what, what's going on? What are you doing? Oh, I'm cleaning your dad's truck. He's about to leave to work. And I'm like, and, and your leg, what's going on? He's like, nothing. I, you know, I feel good. 
So ever since then, I kind of knew that weed, me and weed, had something to do together. Mm-hmm. Wait a you know? second did 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 you people did the people in your family know that you had tried this treatment? So I had two people that knew. Everybody else was like, "Oh, hey, don't tell so and so, don't tell so and so," because, all right, um, I believe I have about twelve uncles, give or take. So my family's pretty big. Everyone is against weed. Mm-hmm. No one, they would rather have you, you know, enjoy beer, you know, all the other stuff before they have you enjoy weed. Mm-hmm. So with them, that was the extent. They're, they're like, no, we're not going to have that. We're not going to give them that, you know. Right. They're trying to protect them. Yeah. The only thing is being that, you know, as as time goes on, you eventually find out new things. And plus, and then, when, you're, you're, when your grandfather's in a situation like that, it's like you got to try everything. Uh, yeah, at that point, people were like, oh, hey, you should try this kind of medicine. You know, we get recipes from, you know, Mexico. Oh, hey, try this, mix this and that. Hey, yeah, do that. Yeah, why not? Oh, everything, man. And then once I, you know, once I gave them that actual little piece of grain of rice of uh, RSO, yeah, the following day it changed. Like, I saw the whole thing work, and I knew from then on, I was like, hey, yo, this this is actually something, you know, yeah, because he has that. I mean, you, you've talked about that before. Like, you really believe in the plant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Being that I work, you know, as a butt tender, we, we can get people high. Don't get me wrong. Up to, like, 45% TAC, you know, get high as you want. The only thing is weed is actually a, plant, a medicinal plant that helps people for pain. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, all right cool let me just get high just to get high like people actually use it to get off of opiates to get off of you know benzos and stuff like that right and at that point it it's a lot safer than all these other pills that kill absolutely. your liver your kidney absolutely go ahead Chuma. oh I, I want i was kind of wanting to follow up further about the your grandfather so you gave him the grain a couple people knew there was an improvement and did your grandpa know so i never actually told him uh-huh um because he probably would have been against it or something i mean well, check this out. So as soon as I actually became the black sheep of the family, uh, we had my grandparents staying with us. And at that time, my grandma was always like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be smoking. You shouldn't be doing this, this, and that. My grandfather was more like, hey, you know what? Like, he's at an age where he knows what he's doing. Mm. If he wants to do that, like, let him do that. Just because when we gone to Mexico the previous times, we could just get drunk. Right. I mean, over there, there's technically no age, age limit, limit to right. drink. You can be eight years old, go get a beer. Right. The thing right. is, they don't know whether it's for you or for your uncle right, or for right, your right, dad right, right, or somebody right. else. So you can just go on and enjoy. Right. Yeah. But in terms of, so did you give him any more after that? So after that, I never actually followed up with more treatment. Uh-huh. It was just more like, I probably did it like two more times after that, but it was already too far in. Yeah. And uh, at at that point, it kind of did feel bad being like the whole black sheep where everybody's like, hey, yo, don't, don't give him that. Don't, you know, don't try to help him out. But once you know that you see these things actually work, yeah, you're like, hey, you know, I kind of want to help out. But being that the whole, I want to say, the greater of the family was like, hey, yo, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to deal with that, you know. What do they uh, say now that everyone's accepted that uh, me- that marijuana is a medicinal plant? And it is. And doctors are saying, yeah, you can use it for people who are suffering with cancer. Well, now the tables have turned. Right? Oh, now, now, oh. Now it's like... Oh hey, I have pains. Oh go ask him. <laughs> hey, I have this. Hey, all go of a sudden, every once in a while, all of a sudden he's and, a doctor. Oh, hey, bring your mom yeah. home to a dime bag. Your uncle Shoot. wants an eight. I, I need a twenty. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, a black sheep because he's so goddamn smart. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. You know, it, it, it blows my mind just because now that they see that I made a whole, I want to say, almost career out of this, out of weed itself. Yeah. They're like, hey, yo, we didn't think you were going to make it. You know, you were just going like, into like drugs. You were going yeah, into yeah, this. Yeah, they thought, going, yeah, you know? they thought you were it's, going that route. That's, that's, you know, that ain't what you're about. Yeah, man. I mean, at, at the same time, yeah, like I said, I love to get high. I like taking dabs. I like, you know, the hash. I love full nine yards. But at the end of the day, I personally have a compressed disc between my L1 and my L2, so I have sciatic pain. How'd you get that? So when I was younger, before I started in the weed industry, I actually used to do hardwood floors. So I used to yeah. actually install hardwood floors. floor. We used to do, oh man, two, three stories. You know, we used to do the uh, stairs. We used to do cow moldings. No joke, dude. That's a yeah. hell of a job. Oh man, the thing is, I love the fact that you can see progression. Yes, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can see this room, and you're like, oh, you know what? We're gonna take out the carpets. We're gonna do this, this, and that. By the end of the day, this room would be done. Whole and, new and you different get to outlet. see it. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like. All right, cool. I did that. Did that. Right. And then once you see the value of these houses, you're like, that's a $5 million house. You're like, dang, I added value to that. Right. Yeah, and the thing is, my uncle was very well connected with contractors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would do houses, Beverly Hills, Porter Ranch, uh, man, Hollywood Hills. Ever work with a guy and, named Zerga? No. no okay. No. Wrong. Yeah, and then um, so with that, I was uh, pretty young, and I was like, you know what? If I see these older people actually pick up two, three gallons, you know, I can do, uh, I can do two boxes of wood right here, right, bucket of, of gallon, and you know, you see all these people do that. So at that point, I was like, oh, I can do this as well. I heard a pop one day, <sighs> and then man, no actual pain though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? My legs felt a little weird. I was like, I felt like I had to keep moving, like kind of just stretching my leg. So I ended up going to the hospital. I was like, hey, you know what? Let me just go get this checked out real quick. He told me it was a torn meniscus. So they're like, oh, hey, you know, you basically messed up your knee. Which is, you know, you got to let it relax, you know, heal up. Then I ended up going to a chiropractor, and he did a, I want to say, I believe it was an MRI. He did that full piece where you lay lay down on the bed did and the you whole go scan. inside the thing yeah yep. yeah like and, a, like an oven or something yeah like a little tunnel type yeah of thing. yeah yeah. Like Come on. yeah and then uh so then he tells me he's like hey man you have a compressed disc man. Ah. i was like Yo, and a torn and a torn meniscus oh shit. how old were you i was about 19 god damn yeah man and then from then on i ended up going back to the hospital i'm like hey yo why'd you guys tell me i just had a torn meniscus yo like i had i messed up my back they're like, oh, well, that's actually all we found in the x-rays. I was like, well, homeboy took an MRI, and he says I have, you know, to check out my L1 and my L2. 
nonetheless, bam, they confirmed damn. that I did have a pinched nerve. God damn. Yeah, so basically every now and then I got to move. I got to, you know, uh, stretch. And that's actually where the weed comes in. Yeah. So, like, they gave me what is it, all these narcos, all these pain pills, all this stuff to kind of get the pain away. Right. And at first, you know, when you hear that, you're like, man, yo, like, dang, I really messed up pretty bad. The only solution, according to them, was to get a surgery which required putting a bolt in between my L1 and my L2 and then having another bolt right here so that way they don't compress yeah. my disc. The only thing with that, normally it's given to much older people. And then once you do that, you put a lot of pressure on that point. So if you do something quick, something, you know, you, you bend quick, you kind of, you know, try to crack your back certain way or something, uh, you're adding more pressure to that. So if you happen to put enough pressure, it can crack. Dude, as you're and talking, old Blue Eyes is like, back is starting to kill him. Oh, him. man. He, like, he, he was fine before he started talking, but you were like, and then my back, and then you put a bolt, and he started bending oh, over, and he was like, oh. Man, yo, yeah, no. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, yo, what do you what do you mean that's the only solution, man? Like, What? Man, I was like, man, I really went from being the black sheep to trying to go from construction work and progress to, you know, messing up my back. Mm -hmm. So after that, I started doing, uh, going to a chiropractor a lot more. I tried doing yoga, but honestly, the chiropractor was a lot, a lot easier. All you had to do was just <laughs> lay down, yo. Know, right. Uh, you have to put you know? that yeah. mat out. Man. Downward dog. Yeah, well, all, actually, all you do at, a, at the chiropractor, well, all I did was just lay down on a warm bed. And this warm bed basically shot out little, um, I want to say, like, little rays of warm beans that go to your body. And it's supposed to actually relax your muscles. Right. Mm. You stay there for about 15 minutes. And then they hit another button, and then it gives you, like, a 10-minute massage. And after that, you know, that's when they crack your back. They do all that. But it's because it loosens you up. Right. Yeah, right. And I was like, yo, this is straight, man. Like, I'm And, and did it help? Oh, yeah, it would help. Yeah, the only thing is it essentially became more of a, um, I want to say maybe like a placebo thing. Sure. Just because essentially I started, you know, doing a little bit more stretching at home. I started kind of eating a little bit better. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't need to go to the chiropractor. You know, I can do the same thing. I can do this. Except that when you would go to the chiropractor, there's times that you would hear, you know, your back crack, but you wouldn't feel like your back was cracked you know right yeah like you're just like oh okay like i heard it but i don't feel like you know loosened up you don't know so eventually you just said yeah I'm so eventually i kind of just stopped going can i ask you a question yeah. you can tell me because i have a i live in a lot so sometimes when i do some medical stuff right and i tell mm -hmm. them what i'm doing they don't take it serious like they start clowning me did you get clowned for going to chiropractor oh, or any of man. these things well Originally, they told me that I have to stick with Western medicine. So it's like, hey, yo, just take these pills, you know, just go with the surgery. When you do bring up some sort of, like, Eastern medicine, like, you know, herbs and stuff like that, they do kind of, uh, I want to say, not necessarily make fun of, but they do kind of clown on it a bit just because they're like, oh, that's not going to say we have we have tests and studies and this, this, and that. <laughs> But at the end of the day, I mean, you can you can fabricate those all you want. You know? <laughs> yeah, but the crazy thing is I met some lady at the higher standards in Malibu. Yeah. She was actually a very big cookies fan, very big cookie fan. She'll come in. She's like, oh, let me get that. Let me get the trays. Let me get water bottles. Every single cookie product she would have. Every vaporizing product she would buy from us. She was actually, um, she used to do Chinese medicine. And the crazy thing is, I told her about my whole sciatic problem. Yeah. She 
bought this roller from us. It was this long, raw roller that was about maybe 24 inches long. What she would do, she'll roll up joints, but with herbs. Not to smoke, but to actually burn and kind of whisper around the area with uh, that you have pain in. Really? You do it at a certain time, at a certain place, like with a lot of sun, and apparently that helps out. For a back thing? Well, for any kind of pain. Like uh, different herbs or different kind of elements, okay. joints and stuff like All that. Right. And uh, I was like, hey, yo, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, like I've been doing this for years. Basically, I get all these herbs that help out with your energy. Your uh, what is it? Chi. Yeah. 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 And uh, at she'll tell you what time to burn it at and to get the most sun as possible. So, say for example, um, my back was hurting. She said I would get this joint with a mixture of uh, flowers. Basically, put this uh, joint right on my back and then kind of wisp it. Yeah, circles. around that kind of yeah. circle. And then do that for about two minutes. And you do at this? a certain time, I did that once, but I, like I said, at that point, I was like, "Huh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a little weird and all that." But <laughs> did then it again, work? I mean, I can't say yes or no. I Why? Think. What do you Just mean because, yes or um, no? I want to say it, maybe it did work because in my head, I'm like, "Oh, you know what? Like, being that I'm this that that I have this pain, I want anything to help me out." Sure. But at that point. I couldn't really say, like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, it really went away, or it was just me thinking, like, hey, I'm very <laughs> positive this thing's going to help me out because, yeah. you know, like, it's no, Eastern medicine. But whether you thought it or whether it did it, did the pain go away? What's well, so, up? So, with sciatic pain, you don't necessarily get pain, like throbbing pain. Right. It's more of like, oh, you just got to move your leg a bit. You just got to, like, stretch. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's bend not like. Over yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's not like, oh, bam, you have a constant pain. It's just more like, oh, let me stretch this out a little, like, that like just want to kind of pull your leg a bit more yeah but uh yeah ever since i did that i did that once and she's like hey how'd you like it you know like uh i'll only i'll only charge you 250 for next time <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah, i'll just trade like, you with this yeah. bob marley ass trip <laughs> right no she, uh, the cool cool thing about her is that <laughs> she also used to do fashion she used to work with uh i believe she said prada okay yeah she used to do uh, she used to work with prada and um she also even though she had money, she used to love to come to haggle with me. Like I'm like, hey, I can do like 10 percent here. Hey, for me, can you hook me up? Can you hook yeah, me up? Hey, yo, five dollars yeah, yeah. off, five dollars. Yeah. I'm like, hey, yo, you know what? I I, it, I like you as a cousin. Come back, come back. I'll hook you up. Everybody then, likes a deal, you know. What what? Uh, I got a question for you. Like, where do you see? Get tell me kind of. I want to get on what's trending, but I also want you to tell me where do you see this cannabis business going? Uh, Where are things going, bro? Yeah. You're in the game. Yes. Well, at the moment, hopefully, everything becomes legal, you know, in all stages, just because you have this whole thing where it's like hemp flower, Delta 8, you know, Delta 9. It's illegal in some states. You have weed legal in some. It's weird that you can get arrested for a joint in one place and go through all this, you know, time and all that. You come over here, they won't even bat an eye. So are there, what states are they arresting people for weed in? I mean, I believe there's six different states still that, that still get you for uh, with no um, medical card. Yeah, no, no medical card, no uh, uh, recreational use, nothing. Yeah, no, there's definitely there's definitely those states out there. I believe Texas actually. Zero Um Well, actually, I believe you're able to have a doctor's rec there now. Oh, really? Yeah, I, but there's only like maybe. I want to see like five dispensaries in all of Texas. Yeah, it's not like out here. You can see five on one street. 
you know. But with that, I mean, cannabis industry, man, honestly, it's in shambles, man. Honestly, it's in. But do you think that's by design, though, so that it can break apart some of the people that got a toehold and then allow maybe these corporations or maybe wealthier people to come in and pick up the pieces? I want to say so, just because as soon as it went legal, I mean, you're Rob's charging, game. yeah, you're charging thirty five, thirty four point five percent in tax. I mean, that's that's just number one. How are you going to charge almost four times the amount of tax to buy a joint than to buy beer? At that point, I'd rather buy beer myself. Right. You know? Right. It it doesn't make sense at that. And then it's not like that's going towards the state as if it was in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Like over there, yeah, the, you know, taxes help out for the state. It all gets, you know, streets rebuilt. Over here, yeah, I don't think that 34.5% is going to the state. Where's mm-hmm. it going? Man. Maybe where they where they put the California lottery. They money? probably yeah. They <laughs> probably said that if we legalize weed, it's going to benefit the schools. Too. I saw a commercial. Yeah. It had a busted up desk. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh. See, with that, it's I feel like California itself is definitely behind on like its laws or restrictions for weed. Whereas, I mean, you go to any other state, they're a lot cheaper. A right, but 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 the Fed is too, right? Like the Fed is also behind on the on the marijuana legalization. So federally, weed is still illegal. Right. So it's a state by state control. Right. So each state technically is able to control how much they want to tax, what the you know legalities are for their state. Right. Where um, once you cross weed into another state, it's technically, a fed matter. It's a, yeah, it's a Fed matter. But being that, for example, you go from here to Vegas. I mean, people do it all the time. Technically, it is crossing state. I mean, I'm sure they know that. But like you were saying, if they legalize it at the Fed level, they do like what they did with gas and oil or cigarettes, tobacco, whatever. They would collect some of those taxes. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. The other part that's interesting, what's your understanding of how it works on Indian reservations? Oh, that actually, I have no clue. Yeah, I have no clue on that. Because a lot of people that I've worked with... uh, so technically, the federal government has said the Indian tribes individually can decide for themselves based on what the state allows, mm-hmm. what they're going to do. And each tribe's different, right? Mm-hmm. So even in the state of California, you have some Indian tribes that say, hey, yeah, we're going to legalize it here to do whatever. And then you have some that have big casinos and they don't want any cannabis interfering with any casino stuff, anything getting locked up that way. Right. Yeah. But then what happens is, what happens if on an Indian tribe where it's legal, it gets loaded up in California and then shipped to an Indian reservation in a state where it's not legal. It's illegal now. The state can't, the state can't say anything about it. Well, There's a lot of people that are, that are doing that for whatever gray market things people might be doing. Mm. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. that. So a lot of the stuff on, say, for example, the marijuana industry is tagged by metric. Right. So it t- it tends to be a little harder to do that. I'm not saying there aren't ways to do that. Oh, uh, it's hard to do, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's technical. It's, you got a camera. Although I got to say, just me, I'm not talking about anybody mm-hmm. you guys know. I don't know anybody you guys know, but I'm telling me. I've got a couple of clients where... Because there's a camera that's in the back that shoots when the stuff comes and goes out, right? And there's stuff that's logged in, and you got to get, you got to be tagged to be logging it in. But it also did seem to me while it was being explained to me, and I'm devious. That's just me. 
But I was like, they did see some ways where you could carry stuff in and out to make it look like that was about the same. What you wrote down on your little logbook was what that camera saw. Correct, correct. So with that, um, <laughs> essentially it goes up to the store on where they have their security cameras. Most of them do have them where they get their delivery spot. Right. Just in case, say, for example, someone gets robbed, you know, right. some, some situation happens, they're able to go back and watch the footage. Well, what's also the interesting about that, say, for example, you purchase product. Uh, you purchase product from a company. Most people would just ship out like, all right, cool, we have 108s that we need to sell out. You go and place an order for those 108s. After that, they'll give you those 108s without checking packaging date. Right. So once you get onto that, so a lot of people started, hey, yo, you know what? Let me actually look at the product I'm buying before I'm actually just signing off the delivery driver. Right. So you can, you, you do have the ability to kind of, you know, hide that fact in, through a loophole or another. But a lot of shops, a lot of shops are definitely trying to go the legal way just because no one knows how the audits will hit. Right. So that's actually another thing. Some people are taking that risk on, you know, kind of masking but but in all fairness even quote-unquote legal businesses right that you would think of like let's say like retail normal retail just fucking groceries mm -hmm. right there's always a piece of that that's a little bit under the radar well yeah. it's not exactly what that is or this fell off back here or we, we don't know where that went or whatever that is right yeah, yeah. so it, i don't think it's fair just because it's cannabis to say well there's going to be sh some chicanery i would say that's part of business every legit business you got these banks you got everything else there's all kinds of chicanery going on there as well yeah that is that is a point on that and being that you said it was on a federal uh federal term as well i believe that does have a whole like hold on the weed itself mm. so it's like i feel like they're regulating weed so hard because it's still not federally legal right so i feel like it does have that extra push like hey yo we're we're gonna do what we want you want to buy by our rules you know you're gonna kind of have to pay mm -hmm. and um yeah it's kind of odd though what do you both think because i feel like it seems like it's such a no-brainer that this would be a great revenue source for everybody and it seems like people have thought that for a very long time why is it still so like compartmentalized, overly complex, overly regulated in one way, and then why not just embrace it and be like, sure, it's just like beer. What's the problem? I, I really think that there that all this stronghold and all this bullshit, yeah, is is set up to get rid of all the guys that have been in it and got a lock on it. Yeah. I think it's for like political and, and and these guys, like the government wants to control that shit. They want their hand in that shit like alcohol. Right. Nope. And they see the success of it is probably, I don't know if it would be comparable to alcohol because when alcohol came out, everybody was drinking alcohol, I guess. But you, they're saying 60, uh, 64% of Americans smoke cannabis? Yeah. So if you just thought about just from Colorado going legal in these states and over the last like five, eight years... The, uh, the government's looking at, like, dude, everybody's smoking. Like, this is huge. Right. And I think they're twisting it all up until all these dudes that are deep in it are just, like, flushed out. They just can't do business. There's just no way. They're making it so difficult. They flush people out. And the last one's in or, the, or these big companies come in and scoop it up. The R.J. Reynolds and I, who knows? Right. 
But I do talk with people and I do feel like eventually fucking cannabis, I feel like eventually cannabis will be in stores just like cigarettes. Right. Eventually. I don't know how long it'll take to get there and it'll be fully taxed just like alcohol and tobacco. Right. And the biggest producers will probably be conglomerate big companies. It will become industrialized again. Right. Yeah, no, definitely on point. Uh, definitely on point. I mean, for the most part, nowadays, you do need investors. You do need some money behind you to keep the stores afloat. Just because you do have, say, hundreds, if not thousands of dispensaries here in California alone. You're basically rivaling every single dispensary as right. another dispensary. And what changes you from being another dispensary is, one, customer service. That's a big thing. When I was over at the artistry, we did have a little bit lower of a tax break than uh, L.A., being that it was West Hollywood. Mm. Not by much. It was just a couple, a couple percent. But we were still a tad bit lower. The thing that stepped us aside was, say, for example, you bought a, a vape cartridge. That vape cartridge got clogged or something. Normally, most shops wouldn't take them back. Well, what we ended up doing... I would love to hit up the companies, say, for example, Cookies. I'd be like, hey, yo, this one got clogged. All right, cool. Cookies would reply, hey, you know what? Hook them up with this. Cool. Bam. We get hooked them up. The person then is now happy. They come back just because they're like, hey, yo, you know what? They didn't just, you know, toss me aside. Hey, buy another one. You know, we showed them a little bit of love. They come back, and we build so much rapport with a lot of people because of that. And um, I became... A very customer service person there at the artistry. Say, for example, any of my bud tenders had any problem selling weed. If it required more than just like, hey, yo, what are you looking for today? How can I help you? If it surpassed that weather, like, hey, I have uh, I have certain pain. I'm looking for a certain kind of flower. You know, anything that surpassed the common the common uh, the bud tender problems. Yep. Yeah. I would tell them, hey, come get me right away. Yeah. One, because at that point, once they become a little bit more of like, hey, I want to know a little bit more on flower. A lot of shops just hire people as, you know, oh, hey, you're looking for a job? Here, you're hired. And like I said, weed itself is an actual medicine. So if you come to me and tell me, hey, you know, I have pain, I have this, this, and that, and you give me a sativa, nine times out of ten, it's not really going to be what I'm looking for. It might help me out for a bit, but then you're going to feel a little bit too, you know, some people might feel a little too anxious, a little too jittery, Mm -hmm. you know, too much in your head. Personally, I'm more of like a indica person, more of a relaxation, just kind of OGs, relax a bit. But then again, if, like I said, if you were to give me a sativa when I asked you for some pain, mm-hmm. you know, oh, hey, this smells really good. It's 34% TAC. Try this. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to help me out. So if you come back and I actually give you some flour that helps you out or give you a product that helps you out, you're going to come back and tell me, hey, you know what? I either like this or I didn't. And if I did, I'm going to keep coming back because you know what you're talking about. We're going to listen, man. We're going to I want to get. Well, we don't have a lot more time right now on it, but I wanted to. We're going to have you come back in and talk about some trend stuff. What's trending? What's hot? Um, Which we'll get into. Um. Listen, if you're out there and you're in the and you're in this space right now and you're trying to find, you know, you want to fuck with us, you need to go you need to holler at Jose. You need to holler at Jose. You might need to holler at Jose to come and consult for you. 
<laughs> give you some man. real game. Jose, where can people find you on Instagram? Man, it's him, Jose, I-T-S-H-I-M-J-O-S-E-E-E. And uh, you heard it, man. You need to follow him. He's always popping up at all our events. He's always helping us with vibes, cookies, the whole thing. Jose, man, I need you to come in more often. T- tap in with us on the cannabis thing. You know, the next time you come on, I want you to talk about all the trends oh, of what's of course, happening. Of course, what man. to do? Let some of our our listeners know what they where they need to go and what they need. Tell us about this weekend. Do you have something going on this weekend? Oh man! So this weekend we do have Liddy in the City popping up tomorrow, Saturday, May twentieth, over at the Vortex. One of the top events going on this year. Mm-hmm. Must must go to show must okay. go to, man. Vibes won't be having a table there, but you'll definitely see me there handing out papers, showing love to everybody. So if you see me, pop up. I'll hook you up with some papers, show some love. Tell Jose, yeah. you tell him hard luck show. He'll hook oh. you up some papers. You know, right? Just mention hard hey, luck show. Ma- mention hard luck show. Lucky Schumacher. The whole crowd, come on, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, and everybody, man, hell yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, good enough. Yeah, you guys, Jose from Vibes, catch him running around. Go follow him, and like I said, if you need <laughs> some help, follow him. Don't stalk him. Don't stalk him. Oh right? yeah, Just follow too, him. Too, right? Don't too. stalk my man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And if you man. want some game, he's in the camp. He's got the answers. All right. Camp shit. The guy's a fucking Ooh. leader. Man, hey, let's go. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the love, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, vibes.com, vibes rolling papers at cookies, SF. Follow us, man. All right. Go to Zoomies. Go buy a a vibes t shirt at your local Zoomies, right? Just dropped. Just dropped. Hot. And listen to us on Mondays and Thursdays. What you got, Chumon? I got. Ovando Bowen, LLP, we wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation that money can buy. Yeah, what you got, Sean? Hello. Uh, <laughs> Sean at movemental.media. <laughs> Hello. Um, uh, for all your audio podcast needs. And don't forget to hit us up at hardluckshow.com. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. How about uh, King Salmon? Big, big Mike. Get in there. Right. Well, you got uh, some cornhole bag needs. You can go over to dragonbags.com, D-R-A-G-G-I-N-B-A-G-Z.com for all your cornhole bag needs and find me on Instagram at Beyond Dragon. Hello. All right. Hello. You got anything else, Juman? <laughs> no, I got nothing. No, Big Pig Mike's coming. Hello. <laughs> Yo, Big Pig Mike, got Mike Angelo Photography. Uh, if you need portraits, events, just hit me up on IG. I got you. All right. Ooh. All right. Right. There you go. Like we do about this time, it's Adios Amigos from a Hard Luck Show. Follow It's Me Jose. Right? It's Vibe. him Jose. Let's it's go. him Jose. Let's go. Vibes. Vibes. Let's go, people. I think I'll just slide in the gas station and get a big skittle. What you got to say? Hey, I said, where you from? special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.